Hey everyone, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. Pastor Chuck just got back from the Holy Land and he's going to share his experiences there. One of the things that he shared with me already was the Battle of Armageddon and he got to see the place where it actually takes place. He's going to talk about that and some other things that they got to do as a team. And we're also going to share another trip this summer and that's Kenya. So listen in. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, and I'm here with Tracy, and we're both going to be talking today about the whole idea of what it means to go on one of our global outreach trips, though, no matter who you are or where you are, by the way, you could go on one of those with us because it's life-changing. It's life-changing. I just got back from Israel. Uh, and it really is the holy land. And sometimes people do ask. I, I have a lot of people say, I can't wait to go. And others say, well, really, is it worth going? Let me tell you something. You experience God in Israel in an incredible way because God loves the land of Israel. And, and I want you to not miss that. Um, when Moses was gathering the people together in the book of Deuteronomy, he was sharing with them things they needed to know before they went into the promised land. And, and the Lord said this, but the land in which you are about to cross, to possess it, is a land of hills and valleys, drinks water from the rains of heaven. That's in Deuteronomy 11, 11. Then in eleven twelve he says this, it's a land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning even to the end of the year. So uh, Tracy and for everybody else, I want you to catch what that said. Always and forever, God has a special, special care, a special love for the land of Israel. And by the way, not only just the land of Israel, a special love for Temple Mount. Uh, and so he told Solomon that. He said, I will always have my heart there forever. And so when you go to this land, there really is something about the fact that God says, I love this place on earth. I love this land of Israel. I love what's going to happen there. I love all the things that are still to come there. And so you can't go there and not experience God. At least I can't. And so um, there's something about just really walking on the steps of uh, things that we read in the Bible and experience experiencing them, and I'd say most especially walking the steps that Jesus walked on. Um, one of the things we do when we go uh, to, to Israel, we go to uh, the old city of Jerusalem, and we walk the Via Della Rosa. Uh, the word via means way, and Della Rosa means suffering, and so it's the way of suffering. It's the way that Jesus carried the cross, and here's what I want you to know. Uh, a big part of the Via Della Rosa is for sure where he carried the cross. So one of the things you get to do is go to a place called Ecce Homo, and it means behold the man. It's where Pilate actually said, uh, brought Jesus out with the crown of thorns on and bleeding and bloody and the robe, and he said, behold the man. And, and so you, what happened is Pilate had beaten him, and hurt him, uh, had him scour uh, scourged because he wanted them to feel sorry for him and not call for the crucifixion. And you are, you know, already know it didn't work. They still said crucify, crucify, crucify. Well, in Eke Homo, you actually go into this building and you go way down into a cavern, way underground. So you're way underground. Because what happened is whenever they conquered cities like the old city of Jerusalem, they would build on top of that and build on top of that. And so we're going layers down to the actual street that Jesus would have walked on. And this last time we did it again. Um, we had everybody just sit there on the Via Dolorosa, sit on those marble uh, stones that were the street that Jesus would have carried the cross on and had <clears throat> his feet touch and, and, and his blood drip on. 
And I just let people sit there and I said, okay, let's, and I read the passage to them and I said, we're not going to have to rush. We're not going to have to leave. I just want you to sit and be with the Lord. And uh, this last trip, you just, we sat there and all of a sudden I can hear people crying. And probably right now you're listening going, really? Um, can I identify with that? I'm not, there's something that happens and I just sit there and, and we, and we just, all of a sudden the tears come and people are crying and you can hear it because you start to sense his presence and sense what he did and, and sense what he went through and, and know the reality of Christ. It's really hard for me to imagine. I know people can, but I don't know how. It's hard for me to imagine anybody going to a place like that and not knowing how real Jesus is and how real the Bible is. And so you begin to experience that. And so it's one of my things to get to do with people. And the cool thing is the way we do our trips, you get extra time to do that. Um, so if you're ever wondering, man, do I really want to experience God in an incredible way or how could I go on one of our trips to Israel? Uh, next year, we're going to be going in June again and the year after. And Tracy's already committed to two years away <laughs> that her and her husband will go with us. <laughs> <laughs> yep, hopefully one day, 2021. 2021, yep. And uh, so it just really is amazing. And the other place we get to take you is we get to take you on Temple Mount itself where the third temple will be built, but also where the um, temple was that Jesus preached in. And we can walk on the very steps he would have walked on to enter into the Temple Mount area. We can at least walk those steps. But when you go on Temple Mount, it gets kind of almost eerie because you realize that the last day's temple is going to be built there and the Antichrist is going to stand there one day and Jesus is going to return not far from there. The Bible tells us he will actually return and set foot on the Mount of Olives. And so on Temple Mount, you can look over the Eastern Gate to where the Mount of Olives is and you get to actually see the spot Jesus is going to come back on. We don't know the day or hour, but get ready for this. We know the place. Mm -hmm. We know the place he's going to come. And we actually also know it's at evening time. In the book of Zechariah, it tells us he will come in the evening. So we don't know the day or hour, but we do know the time of day and we know the place. And so you could stand there knowing that we are in the last days and we are close to seeing that temple be rebuilt. Uh, there's a place not far from there called the Temple Institute. And all of the furnishings for the temple have already been made. The priest garments have been made. Uh, the, the candle um, stick, which has been co covered with gold, $4 million of gold has been made. Um, the laver has been made. All of those things have been made. And so you can see those, but you'll be standing on the spot where all those things will be used. And, and by the way, the Temple Institute believes that they'll be rebuilding the temple in this generation. Um, I actually do too. I think we're that close to the end. But to stand there, you're going to sense something incredible like you've never experienced any other way and can't without going there. And uh, so there's all these amazing places to go and things to experiences and things to feel and things to do um, that you would never get to do anywhere else. But what we do is we get to read the scripture and then go be in the place that the scripture talks about. And, and then, of course, one of my favorite things to do is I get to teach about uh, the Battle of Armageddon on the plain of Megiddo, where it will happen. And so this last time we were there, and I think without a doubt, people got kind of tripped out because I went through a timeline of how close we are to that battle happening. And then you look out on it. You look out on the huge plain. Uh, General George Patton, who was a military expert and an expert in war, um, Patton, one of his dreams, one of his bucket lists was to go and stand on the plain of Megiddo where Armageddon will happen. By the way, it's the place of the first recorded battle in history. So the first battle that's ever been recorded in history happened there, and the last battle will happen there. 
But General Patton went and stood there, and he saw how huge it is. And by the way, it's huge. You can't take a picture of it. It's so big. It's actually, I would say, bigger than the Grand Canyon. So think about that. And you went to the Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. So you're standing there, and you look out on it, and I thought about what Patton said. General Patton said, this is the perfect place for the last battle. And he said that because he's an expert in war. He's an expert in the military. He also knows that that's a place where the... the um, the way the roads would all lead, the, the way you could travel would gather all the nations of the world to that spot. If you go directly north, you'd be in Russia. China could come from the east. Uh, all the Middle Eastern countries could sweep in. Uh, so it actually is the perfect place for war, sad to say, but it's going to happen. So Israel is amazing. Israel is incredible. But that's not the only place we go. I want to talk about somewhere else. Tracy's leading a team that we have that'll be going on in July to Kenya. Mm -hmm. And so Tracy, tell me about what you're excited about in Kenya and what's going to happen. Well, yes, I get to co-lead this trip and uh, we have a team of over 40 and that's a pretty big team. And so that means that we get to do um, even more things than we thought we could do because the team is so big. So we get to have a, a medical clinic um, in all the areas that we go. We have a doctor traveling with us and nurses and uh, just an awesome medical team that gets to care on people in uh, very tangible ways. But we're also putting on, and I'm super excited for this, we're putting on a conference for um, junior hires and high schoolers. And we had a team member last year get this vision that she wants to uh, pour into these uh, junior high and high schoolers and show them how God sees them. And I think that's the the idea of this conference. It's called Pure, and we're going to talk about identity. We're going to talk about substance abuse. We're going to talk about purity. And uh, these kids are not actually Kenyans. Kenyan culture, you don't share your testimony in Kenya, which I thought was interesting culturally. Uh, you kind of go through something, and because of the shame, you don't talk about it. And so our team is going to go, and we're going to share how to tell your testimony and how God uses your story in ways that you can't even imagine and how he can transform what happened in your life for the better. And so we get to do that with these, um, with these kids and with these high schoolers and with the staff there, they get to experience that too, but it's going to be really awesome. And I can tell that we're going to do something big just by the anticipation of the team and kind of this feeling that we all have. Yeah, I'm so excited for you and for the team. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, they'll be going to one of the worst slums in all the world. But actually, I'm going to take that back. When we first started, it was one of the worst slums in all the world. But uh, we've partnered with a great mission organization, a, a great people who are in Kenya, Kenyans. And over the years since 2007 that I have been a part of this, the slum has actually improved, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've been going the last three years. And just from my first year to now, you can see the changes that are happening. And it's cool because we have a school there and the school, the kids that come to the school growing up and then they get to graduate from the school. And you can see how just the education that's provided, it's a Christian education, how that itself breaks the, I guess, the bad routine or the bad, um, the bad habits in the in that culture. And so the kids are growing up breaking those habits and it's already impacting the slums in that neighborhood. So very yeah. And it's ending a cycle of poverty. Yes. And, um, I, I want to say this is that, um, an incredible number, if not all the people in the slum credit the school and the church for the change there. That's not only given them a better living conditions, it's actually given them hope, which is more important, but it's a hope based on some reality that they can actually break that cycle. And so we're watching that occur, you know, and I think that's so cool that you guys get to be a part of that mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, you know, we've 
built a new school and I think they're now using that and then we actually are going to add on to that and then we're looking at other places. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also going to be going up to a new uh, uh, an area we put a well in, right? Yes. Yep. We have uh, two communities out in the Moss Aymara. It's the National Park. Um, and we, ha- we put two wells there. The first in uh, the first village, you can already see the um, results of that. And then the second village is really cool because they've had an opportunity to to take what we did even further just in their own community. And so you can see the kids are healthier, the animals are healthier, the people there have just a joy and they believe that the blessing is from God. And, and so it's really cool to see that. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things I love is that we get an opportunity to experience things like that. So, um, I, and I said, Israel's life-changing. Well, Kenya's life-changing. Mm-hmm. It's changed your life. Oh, for sure. I'm on, I'm on staff here because of my first trip to Kenya. <laughs> yeah. So we got you because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. And so the reason we talked about this is one is we just thought it was cool to tell you what's going on. But there's actually, uh, I would put one higher than that, is I'm hoping every single person listening, and I hope you invite people to listen, Mm -hmm. that you consider on going on a trip next year. Mm -hmm. Um, If you plan a year out and start praying about it, money won't be an issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we can even help with that. But what I want to say is it's worth your time investment, and it's worth every other investment to go and and to be used by God in areas of the world that are incredible. So by the way, when you go to Israel, we don't just go on the holy sites. We also are part partnering with the church in Palestine, where we're helping them reach more people for Christ in an incredible way by putting on VBS and doing, uh, we're actually talking about doing a youth crusade there. So So everyone gets to be a part of that. So when you go to Holy Land, you get to go and minister, and then you get to be you get to have a time of what we call a sojourn or a pilgrimage where you experience God. And you go to Kenya, and by the way, you get to minister and have a sojourn there. And then you go out on the Masai Mara mm-hmm. and go on safari and have, it is, there's nothing like that. When you're out there, it's not a zoo. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the place where the animals really live. Yeah. And uh, that's life-changing too. For sure, yeah. It, what's cool, and uh, you had sent me photos when you were out there that you wanted to share in the Get in the Game series. for your Is it for the Prophecy Update? Yeah, oh yeah, I did, yeah. I think it's cool. I want to go to the Holy Land in 2021, just again, to raise money. But um, to be able to see, because of the Revelation series that we did, to see all the things that are going to happen and where they're going to happen. So even just for the Prophecy Update that you're going to give, I think that's cool. Yeah, oh yeah. And that's what I think um, it's hard to say, because I know not everyone's experienced it, yeah. but... It, there, you will know you're in the last days once you get to go mm-hmm. to Israel because you're going to watch all of it happening right before your eyes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we love sharing this with you. Uh, let me tell you what's coming in July. Uh, in July on the podcast, Pam and I are going to talk about marriage. And so we want to devote all the month of July to marriage and talking about um, our marriage, and but also we want to talk even more about how to have a great marriage and lessons we've learned, things we know from Scripture, uh, things we want to share with you. And then in October, we have a marriage retreat uh, that I cannot be more excited about. I'm partnering with Dr. David Smith, a Christian psychologist, and we are going to help people have practical ways to make their marriage better than it is. So no matter how good your marriage is, we want it to be a step, two steps, three steps better. And the idea is moving everybody into a place where they have a great marriage. Only 5% of the marriages in the United States are considered great. Mm -hmm. And we want to have you have one of those. So uh, marriage in July and the marriage retreat in October, uh, we, I think, are going to have a lot of fun together. So thanks for listening. And I want to ask you to do something. Would you invite other people to listen to, especially what's coming in July? All right. And we'll we'll see you. uh, Well, you'll hear from us in the next podcast. Have a great, great week. 
Thanks for listening to this week's What's Up with Pastor Chuck. If you're interested in hearing more about some of the trips that we offer, you can go to crossroadschurch.com outreach, and we offer some incredible trips, local and international. So we hope that you check those out. Have a great week.